Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today Members Podcast on Friday, 16th of June, halfway through the month. And everything behaving itself rather nicely today, it has to be said. Our market up 40 points. That follows a 14-point rise yesterday, a 23-point rise the day before, and quite a lot going on yesterday. But we seem to have weathered the storm. This is general advice only, not to be confused with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances. Yesterday, we had a strong jobs number in Australia. 76,000 jobs added, expected to add 15,000, so much stronger than expected. And that, of course, has got all the chatter going about the RBA raising rates again and again and almost every strategist now is slotting into the two more rate rise months ahead of us narrative the RBA are going to keep hiking and as I say the Aussie dollar has popped the Aussie dollar is 65 cents at the beginning of the month now 68.77 shooting up and that of course is thanks to a couple of things US dollar going down I'll come to that and also Chinese stimulus the RBA rate tracker now says the chance of a rate hike in two weeks time are up from 25% to 51%. They were 0% a couple of months ago. Now a 51% chance of a rate hike in two weeks time and expectations from a number of stretches of another one after that. Eek! For the Australian consumer, eek for the three and ten year bond yields, which have inverted as of yesterday. The two and ten year have been inverted for a couple of weeks now. But the three year now inverted. Inverted bond yields are a warning sign that recession might be on the way. Bond yields also the highest in ten years, four point zero three percent. We won't won't need the equity market soon if we can earn five percent in the bank. I think we're a way away from that, but I think you can earn four percent now. For the super wealthy amongst you, that might just be enough without any risk at all. But then what would we do? Stock market's much more fun. And also eek for the chances of an Australian recession if interest rates keep piling on. I wonder what the catchphrase for this recession will be. The pain we had to have. The disappointing thing is, much like the rugby, the Kiwis have beaten it, beaten us to it. They went into recession yesterday, officially. And it's a bit of a worry, obviously, for Australian cyclical and consumer stocks, but not today. Today we are racing away, led by the IT sector once again, up to 2.1%. Gold sector doing okay up 2%. Resources doing okay up 0.6%. And boring defensive staples and healthcare down at the bottom of the pack today. Banks also not really doing very much today. Mostly up though. I do think there is an opportunity coming in banks at some point. It would be rather nice if this sector lifted off the bottom for whatever reason. Conveniently ahead of the CBA results in August. Then we could catch a nice dividend rally, dividend strip in the CBA over the month ahead of its results usually happens usually kicks off at the beginning of July so maybe a couple of weeks and the sector hasn't quite picked up yet but Philip Lowe and his merry merry band are basically handing money to the banks by raising interest rates they want you spending it on the banks rather than spending it in the shops 
apparently that's good for the economy. Good for the banks anyway. So whilst there are a lot of risks for the results season coming up, particularly from consumer stocks in Australia, the banks should be seeing fairly safe sets of results anyway. Bank sector hasn't picked up yet. It's not usually a trading sector, but it has dropped 15% now. And there might actually be a trade in it once it decides to spring into life, which it hasn't yet. I texted Henry this morning to say, what is driving the market rally? Because it's a little bit subtle. And he just came back with George Michael. George Michael is driving the rally. In other words, you've got to have faith. Ooh, ooh. Well, we are we have faith, but I think there is, I have dissected the anatomy of the rally a little bit for you today. I think the main driver, which has turned the US dollar around, turned the Aussie dollar around, lifted resources stocks, is that the chances of a US recession are evaporating. And the Fed or Powell said that. They actually raised their GDP forecasts for this year at the the last meeting and said unemployment will stay lower for longer, for three years. And whilst inflation is a concern and rates will probably go up another couple of times in the US, we are getting to the peak of that concern, whilst at the same time the recession risk is reduced. And on the back of that, you don't need a safe haven currency, the US dollar, if the economy is going to behave itself. So the US dollar is going down. As it does, commodity prices go up. As it does, cyclical currencies like the Australian dollar go, go up. As that happens, the attractions of investing in stocks like Australian resources from overseas international fund managers becomes more attractive. And hence, we have this rally in resources. I'm not sure how long it's going to last. I'm not thoroughly convinced, I have to say. Not that I would know, but it doesn't feel like it's got really solid momentum. And it's probably flattered a little bit. I know you probably think resources are up because of the Chinese stimulus. But if you read the stuff about the Chinese stimulus, it is less than convincing and seems to be, rather than a positive initiative, seems to be a necessity trying to put their finger in the dam of weaker economic trends. But it obviously helps the resources sector at the same time. And on top of all that, you've got this big tech bubble, which keeps blowing up. The RSI on the NASDAQ now is 78, heavily overbought, bound to end at some point. But why give up on it until it does end? I gave up on the fang when it ended for one day. And now I look rather silly. Anyway, our NASDAQ ETF in the strategy portfolio is now up 25%. And that compares to the ASX 200 that's still in downtrend. So we've done fabulously focusing on the US in the strategy portfolio. The big debate there is what to do with the 32% cash that I've got. I'm not tempted at all to put it into Australia. And I'm not tempted to buy big tech, which is the only sexy part of the US. So still sitting in cash. And in my section today, you'll see a chart of the NASDAQ next to the ASX 200. It's just a tale of two cities. If you're sitting in the Australian market, hearing everybody whooping it up about AI and wondering why you're not making any money, then it's because you're in the Australian market. As you know, we are now in Macquarie, in the Macquarie portfolio. Since we've bought it, it's up 1.9%, hardly dazzling, but you can see the breakout on the chart. Happy to hold for the moment. BHP portfolio as well. Well, we are up 2% on that first purchase of BHP. Again, a bit of a breakout on the chart. Let's see how long that lasts. And in the ideas portfolio, absolutely kicking it out of the park in two days, up 5.5% on Fortescue Metals. It is now overbought. It's coming up to a resistance level at $23, currently $22. 
30. Be interesting to see if it can get through $23. If it gets there and retreats, we'll probably take a profit. And Levisa, I've gone a bit early, obviously, on Levisa. We're down 2.6% on that since buying it two days ago. But still, some technical signs of it bottoming. And as I say, brokers absolutely love it. Have a look at the stock take we wrote on it recently. And that's about that. In with a grin at the moment. And whilst I'm trying to dissect the anatomy of why this rally is going on, I think I'll just do what Henry suggests and George Michael suggests. I'll just have faith until convinced otherwise. Right, I've got a little item at the top of my section today. Work with me, Shane. I was up at 3am this morning, sitting at my desk doing a stock take on CSL for you. It's not heroic. It is simply a matter of this sciatic pain keeping me awake. So I had an excuse to be out of bed. But I am sitting there and Twitter pings and there is Shane. Shane Oliver at 2.50 a.m. in the morning tweeting about the European Central Bank rate rise. 2.50 a.m. I tell you, there are people in this industry that are old school, dedicated, hardworking, quality individuals who are interested in finance and interesting in finance. And one such individual is Shane Oliver. You can come and work with me any day, Shane. Cut from the same cloth or the hewn from the same tree, I think. We do it because we love it. Right, what else today? Uh, as I say, I did a stock take on CSL. Have a look at that. I am going to pull all these. Th- I realise it's quite hard to find our stock takes. We haven't quite got the website organised yet. We are doing some website development at the moment, which is why, apologies, the date disappeared from the newsletter. Top of the newsletter, it's back in today. We're doing some work which will include a place to go and search for our stock takes, but for the moment I'm going to create a page with stock take buttons on it but just today I've done one on CSL after the currency profit warning currency spelt wrong there Marcus nothing like a typo in the headline just to show your competence there we go fixed now CSL after the currency warning conclusion on CSL is great stock I mean quality stock a 140 billion dollar company that has got an ROE of 15 to 20 percent what is not to like I actually in 1994 was working for one of the brokers that listed CSL and I remember going to see their, was it in Broadmeadows, their plasma holding facility with these massive stainless steel vats, everything pristine clean and they floated the company. Little did I know, I was about a month into being in Australia, little did I know that I was being shown the only stock I ever needed to bother with with ever again in my life, I should have started the newsletter called CSL Today, which said, buy CSL at the IPO and let's hold it forever. And I would have made you all a fortune as well as myself. It listed at the equivalent in 1994. It listed for what is the equivalent now of 76 cents a share. And the share price is now $278.55. That is up 366 times. We would have made 366 times our money. And that is before compounding dividends into that price. That was all I needed to know. All any of us needed to know. Hindsight is a wonderful thing. Anyway, the most remarkable part of the CSL currency warning is that the share price or the company lost $14 billion worth of market capitalization over telling us that the currency headwind was going to be $75 million more than
than expected in the year they're about to report to the end of Ju- end of June. Can you believe that? Lost $14 billion worth of market cap for a $75 million currency cost. Ridiculous. There are some other issues, of course. Fear about margins, all things that will sort themselves out. A globally significant company that has just dropped 6%, actually nearly 9% in a blink, which is a long-term buying opportunity. But as I point out, it is a very expensive defensive. It's not value. It's very much a add it to a long-term portfolio. Doesn't have a yield of any particular note, just over 1%. So despite the quality of the company and the fact that almost everybody holds it, I would have to say, not sure I'd bother if I was trying to build wealth. Still a fabulous company. PE of 38, yield of 1.2% sort of says it all. I've also done a stock take on IAG, which had an investor day that all the brokers seemed to like. Share prices popped. Broker target price average is 2.4% above the current share price. I don't think I'd I'd chase it for, for a trade. Should have bought it the moment we thought interest rates were going to stay a bit or bond yields were going to go up again. It's looking a bit ritzy now on a PE of 24, yield of 3.4%, 5.7% next year. Insurance is a volatile industry. And the other stock take I've done is Linus today. It's all about rare earths prices, which are going in the wrong direction. At some point, rare earths will lift as a group and Linus with it, but we've just seen a sharp rally in Linus on the back of a Malaysian reprieve and that's left it a bit vulnerable to now a falling rare earths complex again and there was a broker yesterday that downgraded their rare earths price forecasts and with it put a sell on Linus and I sort of agree with that. Most brokers have a target price above the current share price. It's not a small company, 6.7 billion. It's the only significant rare earths producer outside of China but at the moment rare earths price is just going in the wrong direction. So I would be selling into the recent bounce and just waiting for the day rare earths light up. Of course, the reason rare earths occasionally light up is that they are used to make magnets for electric vehicles and wind turbines. And most of the presentations in rare earths focus on the growth in electric vehicles and generators, but they need the rising tide of rising rare earths prices and it's not happening at the moment. So I wouldn't be in Linus at the moment. Uh, We've got a lovely article today, Retirement Today article by Harold talking about his travels in London. Includes a picture of Piccadilly Circus last time he went there and Piccadilly Circus this time. He's telling us how how expensive it is. If you look at the Big Mac index, a Big Mac here is almost exactly the same price in the UK, yet our currency is at a huge discount. It's a third lower than the UK. In other words, pound is overvalued and going to London is expensive. Anyway, read Harold's article. Harold has a bit of a following. If you want to communicate with Harold, you can email him at the end of his article. Going on a bit long today, but technical section, some of the metal prices are bottoming. Tech stocks look a bit overbought, tech ETFs overbought. The Yank and US dollar ETFs are dropping sharply. That's exposure to the US dollar. Dow Jones is overbought. That's about that. Henry's take today, Latin resources in a trading halt. They have their big resource upgrade that they are about to announce. I hope it is up to expectations. They have rallied into it, of course, so often better to travel than arrive. We will see. He updates on a few stocks. Another stock for the Kennel Club. 
Club, Tax Loss Selling Club. And he was at the Australian Stockbrokers Awards dinner last night with our friend Rudy. Marcus couldn't make it. Rudy stole my ticket. I hope you had a good night, Rudy. Henry, remarkably chipper for a man who is out at a stockbroker's late night dinner. And there we go. Some of the stories today. Latin resources waiting for them to come out of a trading halt. Monodelphus wins a contract. ANZ announcing a major tech hub in Brisbane. Australian dollar at a four-month high. ECB raises rates. Microsoft at a record high on AI optimism. Adobe raises full-year revenue and profit outlooks on the back of AI optimism. I don't know whether you've noticed that some of their applications are now using AI. And one stock I'm thinking about, haven't bought yet, but I think I might have to, is Mineral Resources. I wrote it up as a stock take the other day. It is just beginning to pick up with the rest of the resources sector. It is, of course, an iron ore play as well as a lithium play. And iron ore is off to the races. Might be worth a look. Might have to revisit that stock take. Right, that's about it. I'll I'll be back with the Marcus Weekend newsletter tomorrow. I also have a financial planning article going in there for the first time. Anyone who wants to get rid of all the capital gains in accumulation phase by transitioning to pension phase, have a read of that. There are a few little complications. But if you're sitting on a massive holding in the CBA and huge capital gain and you're on the brink of retirement, don't sell it, is the message. Work out instead how to get it, how to get your super into pension phase. And lastly, we have had a couple of, we put out a survey to members yesterday afternoon. We've had about 200 replies already. I do implore you to spend the four minutes necessary to click on our survey, our member survey, perhaps do it at the weekend. You do get access to some of the answers after you've done the survey and you could win a $200 prize if we pull your email out of the electronic hat. I can give you some of numbers already out of the 200 that have done the survey this morning 85% are active investors 58% of you have an SMSF 84% don't use a financial advisor 68% have no mortgage and 60% of you are over 60 and clearly if we were to use this for marketing purposes our opportunity is to target New South Wales we have a much bigger following in Victoria than New South Wales which is odd that's about that as I leave you our market up 38 points, Dow futures down 38 points, NASDAQ futures down 0.4%, Chinese markets open slightly higher, AGL is up 14% as upped guidance, Kogan up 5.1%, told you retailers were coming back, Appen up 7.3%, Whitehaven Coal up 5.2%, coal stocks are bottoming, another retailer, Beacon Lighting up 4.7%, and even Hastings up 4.2%. Don't tell me there is life in rare earths. More interesting perhaps is this bottoming. I'm I'm not sure about the coal market, but bottoming in coal stocks. NHC, WHC and AGL. Yes, AGL is a coal stock. Unpleasant as that is. That's it. You have a fabulous day. I'll be back with a weekend email. I have a list of stock takes to do on your behalf. Apologies if I don't get to them immediately. I do have to be a little bit careful with my time. But my time is your time.